What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Crunch Time. It's just Mikey today. Hope you guys are all doing well. I know it's been a little bit of time since me and Sam have been on the podcast together. We just wanted to get back in it. We are right in the swing of things of MLB free agency and just wanted to go through some of the big moves. If you guys probably don't know by now, I'm a big Yankee fan, so I'm very excited about the Aaron Judge news. This morning coming, Aaron Judge is returned to the Yankees nine years, $360 million. That is $40 million a year. That makes him the highest paid position player in MLB history. A remarkable season, the biggest bet on himself, and the most successful bet pretty much in MLB history. I mean, the Yankees before the season offered him seven years, $213 million, and now he got two extra years and $143.5 more million, dollars, which is absolutely insane. Aaron Judge, his 62 home runs this year, he now holds the AL single-season home run record. He passed Roger Maris's legendary number of 61 in 1961. So a big season for Judge. We saw his agents, we saw Judge throughout the entire season not want to deal with it. They played their cards right, really. I mean, yesterday, John Heyman, who's an insider from the New York Post, came out with an illegitimate report, let's call it that, that Aaron Judge was heading to the Giants. That sent social media in absolute frenzy. But Judge is back with the Yankees. And my biggest takeaway is it's a breath of fresh air. Because we've seen the Yankees over the years, especially over these past three or four years, they've gotten pretty cheap. And especially after they got swept this year in the ALCS by the Astros, I think there were calls to fire Cashman, their GM. I think people wanted Hal Steinbrenner to sell the team. And I think that really got to Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner. And I think that this offseason will set the pace for what the Yankees will become in these next two or three years, especially since they are in dire win-now mode. They are one of the only teams in pretty much this run of playoffs in the last five years of consistent guys that just haven't won yet. I mean, you've seen the Dodgers win, the Braves win, the Astros have now won twice, the Red Sox got in the mix. Even the Nationals won in 2019, a year where many expected them not to even win the division or, or make the playoffs at all. I mean, right, they ended up making the wild card. But I think it's going to be very interesting to see how the Yankees navigate through the rest of this offseason. Replacing, I mean, I'm sorry, re-signing Judge was the ultimate goal. But however, that only puts them on par with last year's team. They are going to need to upgrade because they are still miles behind the Houston Astros. Even though the Astros will probably lose Brantley, they didn't end up getting Contreras. In fact, Wilson Contreras made a surprising move to go over to St. Louis. But I think the Yankees, they're going to need to get more pieces. They re-signed Anthony Rizzo, which we saw already. Andrew Benintendi is a left fielder who's very hot on the market. He was on the Yankees, didn't have that great of production, but then he got injured. So it's interesting to see what they would do. Masataka Yoshida from Japan was on their list, and now he just signed with the Red Sox. Wasn't the best of fielders anyway. So if I'm the Yankees, I'm looking at guys like Brandon Nimmo, Michael Brantley, Andrew Benintendi, maybe even Michael Conforto if the price is right, to fill that left field gap because the Yankees... They can't put Oswaldo Cabrera at left. He is good, but he's a utility player. And in the playoffs against Houston, we saw how damaging it was when they were mediocre players on the field for the Yankees. I also think that starting pitching is probably an area of need for the Yankees. Carlos Rodon is a name that sticks out to me, and I'm going to get to the starting pitcher market in just a second. But Carlos Rodon is a guy that stands out for me. If you bring in that caliber of a lefty to mix with Cortez, Nestor, I'm sorry, Nestor Cortez, Garrett Cole, and a healthy Luis Severino, that gives you one of, if not the best rotation in the league, and I think that puts you on par almost with the Astros in terms of their rotation, especially after the Astros lost Justin Verlander. So those are my Yankees takes. I'm excited to see what the Yankees are going to do with the rest of their offseason. They might try to trade for Brian Reynolds, who's an outfielder of the Pirates. 
they are very heavily interested in him, although the Pirates did come out with a statement saying that Reynolds was not up for trade, and they are very, uh, you know, they're very sorry that Reynolds wanted to leave. It's not the most fortunate case for them. Bouncing on the other side, and speaking of the free agent starting pitching market, Justin Verlander to the Mets replaced DeGrom. Two years, 86 mil, that's 43 a year. My biggest concern is just health. I know Verlander's a workhorse. I know he just won the Cy Young. But at the end of the day, these guys are both old. Him and Scherzer are the two dogs of the rotation. They also got Quintana, which was a huge move because they lost Taiwan Walker. And Quintana's really good because it's a, he's almost a better pitcher than Walker, and they got him for a significantly cheaper price. So I think if you're a Mets fan, you have to be really happy about what your rotation looks like right now. But Max Scherzer is the red flag for me. Giving up five homers in his one playoff game last year as well as just lack of health, you really have a red flag around him. Because you know Justin Verlander, when he's healthy, he'll give you good innings. But it's just Max Scherzer, whether he can stay on the field for that playoff push. So I think the Mets, I still think they're going to finish third in the division this year. As good of a team as they have, I think they're going to ultimately strike out on Brandon Nimmo. I think Nimmo could head west to a team like the Colorado Rockies because they just are going to fork over a lot of money for him. As, as rich as Steve Cohen is, you don't know where he's going to allot his money to. And then on the other part of the division, you have the Philadelphia Phillies. They just signed Trey Turner, 11 years, 300 mil. Trey Turner left the Dodgers. That was ultimately a stopgap for him. I don't think his intention was to ever finish out his career on the West Coast. I think he has all of his family on the East Coast. And the Philadelphia Phillies, they're a team that's making a lot of noise. They made the World Series last year as the lowest seed in the NL. They have Bryce Harper playing his best years that he's ever played. And I think adding Trey Turner to that lineup can really push them over the edge and ultimately give them the World Series title. So I think the NL East is going to be very interesting to watch. The Braves have locked up pretty much their entire core except Dansby Swanson. It's yet to be seen whether Swanson will be signed by the Braves. Uh, It's very interesting to see that dynamic because the Braves do have a lot of money already headed towards some other infielders like Matt Olson and Austin Riley, Ozzie Albies. And then, of course, Acuna, Strider, Harris. I mean, there are just a lot of guys receiving big checks from the Braves. So they might have to make that sacrifice. But the Braves were very underwhelming this year, and as were the Mets. And the Phillies ended up being the dark horse in the NL East. But I think this season going forward, the Phillies should be expected as a favorite to win the NL East. I just think they're incredibly deep and offensively. Trey Turner is a massive upgrade for them. And honestly, part of me thinks that they're not done yet. I think they could upgrade their bullpen. They lost Eflin to the Rays, so I think they have some work to do in that department, but I think the Phillies should definitely be on the top of everyone's list. And another pitcher who I have to mention is Jacob deGrom. I mean, Mets fans, I want you to hear me out because I know it's all the nostalgia and everything that deGrom's brought to the team, but at the end of the day, that's a lot of money to be giving to a guy that really just hasn't been on the field that much. I mean, Jacob deGrom, when he's healthy and he's playing, he is the best pitcher on the planet. There is no doubt about that. I don't think you can argue against that. But he just has not pitched a lot of innings. And to give such a long deal, it's not even the AAV for me because I think the AAV was going to be what it was. I mean, DeGrom, like I just mentioned, when he's healthy, the best pitcher, he's going to get paid a lot a year. But for five years to have to deal with Jacob DeGrom injury problems, the Rangers, I mean, they got out, they, they went out and got their guy. But for Mets fans, in terms of their starting pitching replacement, I would be happy because Verlander, you know that Verlander is going to give you more than DeGrom is. And when Verlander's on the mound, you know he's going to be good. When DeGrom's on the mound, we saw this year, he was shaky. And, you're wondering, and, you know, I have to wonder if his health is starting to get to him. His arm has just been, I mean, he throws a lot of fastballs. That's the end of the day. He throws a lot of fastballs. So I think 
Jacob deGrom is going to figure out how to navigate. And also, the Rangers are going to have to get some more pieces because they are still, I don't even think they're, they're above 500 team at the moment. I think Jacob deGrom adds a lot, but I still think there are many pieces away, especially with Marcus Simeon struggling like he did last year. Corey Seager is pretty much the face of that lineup. And the last things I'm going to get into is the shortstop market. We still have Dansby Swanson, which I mentioned before, Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa. These are huge, huge names, especially Correa. I mean, he's the big fish right now. So it's yet to be seen who's going to get them. You have the San Francisco Giants who are in the mix after striking out on Judge. They're ultimately going to spend a lot of money because that was always their intention. I think that Xander Bogarts has taken an Aaron Judge-like approach with the Red Sox. And I think the Red Sox have been like Brian Cashman and the Yankees. They're not really coming out and giving updates. They're kind of letting their player navigate through the waters of free agency. So I could see the Padres also making a splash because it is worth noting that the Padres did offer Judge 10 years, $400 million. So they're looking to spend a lot of money. And they wanted... I'm sorry. The Padres wanted... Yes, no. The Giants... <clears throat> I could also see the San Diego Padres making a big splash. They made the biggest splash of last season by trading for Juan Soto, and that ultimately paid off because they got to the NLCS and finally beating the big brother LA Dodgers. But they whiffed on both Judge and Trey Turner, so they've got money that they're willing to spend. I'm looking at a potential Carlos Correa signing, Xander Bogarts, or one of the top shortstop, because there's been a lot of controversy surrounding Fernando Tis, who was viewed as the generational shortstop for the San Diego Padres. They locked him up. But then he was caught with steroids. His reputation is not so good among the San Diego fan base and throughout the San Diego organization. So I think it's yet to be seen what will happen with Tatis. But I think if even if Tatis stays on the team, they could always move him to the outfield. I know that that was a goal of theirs to potentially move him to center field. So if you bring in a guy like Correa or Bogarts, I mean, that is a huge upgrade for the Padres. And that could be enough to take the Padres to the World Series. They made the NLCS. They got pretty much dominated all around by the Phillies. They only ended up winning one game. But I think the Padres are a team, just like the Phillies, that are maybe one win away from, from that World Series championship. And I think a guy like Carlos Correa or Xander Bogarts, A, incredible players, and B, clutch postseason players, because that's what matters. And I think in the moments, San Diego was just too inexperienced. They needed the guys for the big hit. And if you add a guy like Carlos Correa or Xander Bogarts, who are both World Series champions, I think that does it for the San Diego Padres. So that's my takes for the free agency so far. We have much more to go. Swanson, Bogarts, Correa, Nimmo. There are a lot of guys still on the market. Um, we, saw, we saw Cody Bellinger. He's in the Cubs. It's yet to be seen what the Cubs are going to be do, doing. I didn't mention them yet for Correa, but they're also in the mix. So I think it's going to be a very exciting offseason. There are more trades to come, more free agent deals. It's winter meetings right now. And thank you all for listening to Crunch Time. We will see you next time.